Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Oh, come on and bless him. Come on and bless him. Come on and bless the Lord. We sang the song, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Do what? Bless his holy name. That means my hand, my mouth, amen, my feet, all of that blesses the Lord. Come on, put those hands together. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We bless the Lord. Just before we be seated, though, I want to do this. Amen. We have our scripture declaration that uh, we normally declare over the house as well as over our lives. And we want to do that on this morning before we go into the word of God. Amen. This is the word of God. But before we go into that, that the Lord has given us for today, let's go and let's do our scripture declaration. It is taken from Isaiah, the 54th chapter and the 17th verse. And I want to remind you, the people of God, as well as those of you that are online. Amen. I want to remind you uh, to continue to declare this word. I believe in the word of God. I don't know about you. And this is not just something that I, I, I'm saying just to have something to say in the service. God spoke to me several years ago and uh, uh, admonished me to declare this word over the ministry and over our lives. And I believe that as a result of this word being declared over our lives, God has shielded us. Amen. And how many believe in the power of the word? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we declare this word over our life in total belief. That what it says, it will certainly do. Come on, let's uh, uh, quote this scripture together. Isaiah, the 54th chapter and the 17th verse, and it reads as thus. Amen. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that will rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me saith the Lord. Now I want you to look at somebody and tell them, say, that's for me. And look at them saying, that's for you too. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to encourage you to continue to declare that word over your life. Declare it over your home. Declare it over your children in the morning. Amen. They're going out and you don't know what they will encounter between home and going to school or wherever and back. But we want to make sure that we declare that word over our lives. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. In the presence of the Lord, amen. We are blessed of the Lord on this morning. How many are blessed? I mean, don't mind shouting out, I'm blessed. Amen. We are certainly blessed because of who we are and who he is in our lives. And we certainly want to continue to just remind ourselves of that fact that we are indeed blessed of the Lord. Amen. I want to uh, thank God for our online audience for being with us on this morning. And I don't even want to refer to you as audience, but our online family. Amen. That's with us on this morning. Come and give the Lord a hand for our online family on this morning. You've been a part of the ministry here, and we certainly consider you as part of our family here. And as the word goes forth, it is not just for this house, but it's also for your lives also. And we certainly thank God for you being a part of the Our Father's House ministry here in the grand city of Orangeburg, South Carolina. Amen. Praise God. We certainly thank God again for the opportunity to share the word of God to you on this morning. There's nothing more important to me than the word of God. Amen. I, I love the word. I believe in the word. I endeavor to submit to the word of God. Father, we bless you on this morning. We thank you just for who you are and thank you for your presence that's here in the room on in the room on this morning. We thank you, God, that you come with purpose, that you have purpose for our being here on today. And I believe, God, that you are going to work some things in our lives that's going to help us to become more and more like you. 
I commit the service into your hands on today. Everyone that's here, everyone that's listening to this message, I pray, God, right now that their hearts and their lives will be touched. And, God, that they will come into the fullness of that that you have ordained for their lives. I pray for sicknesses right now that they will be healed. In the the name of Jesus, I pray, God, right now, God, that your purpose will continue to come forth in every life. And we pray, God, that there will be a release of your spirit in our lives and in our situations and our circumstances. For we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of God's people say what? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're blessed of the Lord. And I'm excited. Uh, um, about the Lord on today. I'm excited about what the Lord has in store for us. God has certainly been speaking to our hearts, and I want to say I certainly appreciate the Lord for Pastor um, Hayward John on last week. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Amen. For ministering while we were away, but we were also listening to the Word of God, and I, I, I appreciate God for the anointing amen, that he placed on Pastor John, and I appreciate Pastor John for him yielding, amen, to the power of the Holy Spirit for bringing us a word, amen, from heaven, amen, look at somebody and say, it's okay to be conformed, amen, praise God, I, I thank God for Pastor John on this morning, and I want you to know, those of you that are here, we certainly thank God for you, amen, it's good, I, I'll say this as a pastor, as a leader, it's good to be able to go away, amen, and even miss a Sunday and come back and see the people of God still marching according to the drumbeat of the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. You know the saying said when, 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 when the father's away, the children play, something like that. I, that may not be verbatim, amen, but you know what? I thank God that I can come back to the house of God and feel the people of God amen still excited about the word of god and about the purpose of god amen how many are excited amen you know what i don't need anybody to tell me that i'm excited come on amen that excitement is inborn and it comes out from among, out from me so i thank god for the excitement of the people of god thank god for you that are online we're going to go into the word of god on this morning and uh, uh, it is our prayer that God will speak to our hearts through his word. We're going to be coming from Romans 8 chapter on today, on today. Romans 8 chapter and 29th verse. Familiar passage of scripture. In fact, we've been dealing with this scripture for a while. Romans the 12th chapter and the second verse. And then we are going to introduce another scripture. Amen. On this morning, Ephesians the 4th chapter. And the 22nd through the 24th verse. And we want to share this word with you on this morning that God has given us. Let's read, first of all, Romans the 8th chapter and the 29th verse. It says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. That we might be the firstborn among what? many brethren and i want you to as you as you read scripture and as as you look at scripture i want you to look at in the context of god's will for our lives okay it's not just something to get us excited but the word of god is the will of god for our lives and it has says here in the, uh Romans the eighth chapter said whom he did foreknow he knew you before you knew yourself Amen. He also predestinate or predetermined that you would be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Okay. And not only that, but also that he, Christ, may be the firstborn among what? Many brethren. We're going to deal with that as we go further inside of the lesson on today. We'll go, let's go to Romans, the 12th chapter. And uh, the 7th, uh, I'm sorry, the 2nd verse. Romans 12 and 2 also a familiar passage of scripture that we've been using for the last several weeks. And the second verse reads as thus, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. 
because I want to go ahead and get into the Word of God, the lesson on today. Let's go to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and the 22nd verse. If you could put that up on uh, in the NIV for me. Put that up on in the NIV. All right, amen. Rome, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and the 22nd verse said, You were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires. Hallelujah. Come on. By deceitful desires uh, to be made new in the attitude of your mind. The 24th verse says, and you put on, to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Now, I want us to look at these three verses on today. We're going to be going into other verses, but I want us to look at these verses on today so that we can see what it is that God is trying to speak to our hearts. And I'm going to be talking this morning from this particular subject, the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind. I want us to understand something that is very, very important. If we want to change our behavior, you got to change your mind. All right. Our mind must be renewed if we want our behavior to be new. Now, we've been talking for the last several months, or for the last maybe a month, month and a half, concerning transformation and confirmation. And I want us to look at that inside of the context of what we are sharing on this morning because as we look at transformation, we've taught and we've understood that transformation is actually a drastic change in appearance and the character of an individual. We are being transformed. We are changing. As Pastor Carly so eloquently, amen, uh, uh, shared with us several weeks ago uh, concerning the Transformers, the movie, The Transformers, we are being transformed. We are changing. But I want you to understand something that transformation does not necessarily abide alone. And the reason why I'm saying that, uh, because along with the transformation, there should also be a confirmation. Okay. In other words, I'm being changed from one state. I'm being changed from one character, but I'm also being conformed into something else. I want us to see this because it's very important that we understand why the renewing of the mind is so important here. Because now, let me share with you, if we don't understand why the word, amen, uh, so forcefully, and let, let's look at this because I want us to see this. Even when we look at these two words, transformed and conformed, okay? Now, I don't want you to lose the heart of God now inside of what he is saying. Because if we are not careful, uh, uh, we can look at uh, uh, the scripture in Romans, the 12th chapter, and the Bible said, and be not conformed to this world, but what? Be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now I want you to look at something. He did not say, and be not conformed to anything. Okay, but he said, be not conformed to what? To this world. He gave some specifics that we should make sure now that we don't conform into. He said now as believers, as born again believers, uh, be careful that you are not conformed to the world. Okay, and when we look at conform, conformed actually means that I'm changing into something. Transform, I'm changing from something, but conform means I'm changing into something. Conform always have a focal point. Okay. In other words, I'm being conformed into something specifically. That's why the scripture said, don't be conformed to the world. Don't let your focal point and your focus as believers be on the conditions of the world. The Bible said you're in the world, but what? You're not of the world. Okay. So now because we are not of the world, we shouldn't think like the world. 
We should not love the word. Now, I want you to see this inside of the context of the word now. Because if we don't see it inside of the context of the word of God, we can find ourselves in church, but still acting just like the world. Okay, but he said, be not conformed to this world. But then Romans 8, 29 said, but who he foreknew, he saw you. He knew you. He has purpose for your life. But he also predestined or predetermined that you do conform. That is not contradictory now. It's not contradictory. Don't be conformed to this, but be conformed to this. That you be what? Conformed or changed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. I want you to see this. Oh my God. Everything about our lives as believers. It may not be the way you think, but everything about our lives as believers from God's perspective is that we be conformed into the image of Christ. Okay. This is God's heart for the body of Christ. This is God's heart for church. Church is not designed for you to come and have your social gathering and all of these things. It's not even designed for you to come and quote unquote have your needs met. Church is designed to build up uh, believers uh, so that now we can, look at what the scripture said in Romans the 8th chapter and the 29th verse said, that he, Christ, may be what? The firstborn of what? Among many brethren. This is the heart of God. As we are conformed into the image, God wants you. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. And say, that means me too. God wants you to be just like your elder brother. He said that he, Christ, may be the firstborn among what? Many brethren. Now, I want you to understand the many brethren and that you be, uh, 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 be like, he be the firstborn among many brethren does not necessarily only meet that your DNA is the same. Okay, I, I want to say this. Because when we were born again, we took on the DNA of Christ by virtue of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. I want you to understand something. <laughs> but now, God's heart for your life is after you take on his DNA, Allow that DNA in you to cause you to become like Christ. Okay. You got a lot of folks, oh, I'm saved. I'm sanctified. And I have the Holy Ghost. And I speak in tongues and all of these things. But when I look at your life, do I see Christ? Can the wall say, that's Christ, little brother, there. You remember the scripture in uh, um, Acts when uh, uh, the they, they, they Sanhedrins or those that are in authority in the Jewish religion, they were persecuting and they were dealing with Peter and the disciples. And I think it was Peter and John. Uh, uh, they had just come out of prison or they were dealing with something. And they looked at him and they said, um, No, we perceive that these were ignorant and what? unlearned men but really when we entertain them they're just like Christ we can tell that they've been with Christ not because we saw them in church not even because we saw them when they were walking with Christ but we're entertaining them now and you know what these folk act just like Jesus did I wonder how many of us, when folk look at us and they entertain us, that they can also entertain the character of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, now I want us to see now as we go forth inside of this lesson now and as we embrace our walk with God. I want us to understand that the primary focus of the believers should always be to be conformed into the image of Christ. We'll sing it. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Oh, we'll sing it so beautifully. But how many of us is that only a song? Because in reality, to be like Jesus means that I got to start thinking like Jesus. Come on. I don't be like Jesus just because I want to. I can look at uh, 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 somebody that I admire and say, I want to be like him. Big deal. But am I willing to do what he did? I don't care how much we sing the song, I want to be like Jesus. I don't even care how much we declare it in, in, in the height of our spiritual uh, 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 emotions. I don't care how much we do that until we start doing the things that will enable us to be like Jesus. All it is is a word and an emotion. Come on. I want you to understand this according to God's heart. This has always been God's heart, been God's heart for the body of Christ. That we be conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. Let me share, can I share something with you that will probably debunk a lot of thought processes that many of us Maybe not any of you here in the church, but I say many of us, I'm talking about many of in the body of Christ that embraced. It is really not God's primary focus for you to be blessed. You know. It is not really God's primary focus for you to have all of your needs met. It is not God's primary focus for you to be rich. I'm not saying that these things don't fit somewhere inside of the whole scheme of things for your lives, but it's not God's primary focus. No, that's not God's primary focus. Throughout Scripture, and I want you to see this, throughout Scripture when you read the New Covenant and when you read the instructions and the directions for the believers, what you'll find is always a word that is designed to build us up in Christ, to cause us to become more and more like Christ. If you notice Jesus' ministry in the two, three and a half years that he had here in the earth, he never talked about you being rich, you having all your needs met, or you being blessed. What he talked about, if you look in Matthew the fifth chapter, he talked about your character. Come on. How we deal with life, how we deal with each other, the, the character that we are to display in the midst of what we are dealing with. Come on. And he portrayed that. He, he manifested that. He lived the life, I want you to see it. He lived the life that he wants every one of us to live. Okay. The Bible says that he is our example. An example is nothing more now than an ideal, you may call it an ideal, that we are to pattern ourselves after. Okay. Can I share something with you? The gospel of Jesus Christ should not be one that directs your attention to me. This is why this is why we find a body of believers that 
are not manifesting the character of Christ is because we have embraced a gospel that really directs your attention to me. God's going to bless you. God's going to take care of you. Oh, God's going to do this for you. And God, now I want you to see that inside of the context now, because it does not mean that God won't bless you. But I want you to see something. When we look at Jesus' again, that Jesus is teaching, Jesus taught them in Matthew, the sixth chapter. He said, now, seek ye what? First, what? The kingdom of God. And then, come on. He said, sure, God will bless you, but that's not his primary focus for your life. That's not what you to be focusing on. He said, he'll add those things unto you. Your focus should be on being like Jesus. Let me share something, share something with you. God may have in store for you to be blessed tremendously according to what we call blessed. Because we have to, at some point, we have to also define blessed, being blessed. But according to our understanding of being blessed, I'm having what I want when I want it and all of those things. God may even have those things in line for your lives. But when God looks at his uh, uh, order for your lives, he said, okay, I, I have it here for Gary to um, have a, a, a four by four Dodge. Uh, um, I, I have it for him to have a house, three, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, all of those things. Let me show you something. If I get a whiff of that without embracing God's heart, then now all of my energies will be now directed towards getting that because God said I'm gonna have a, a four by four so let me get another job let me get this and let me get that and we almost feel like we got to help God bring to pass those things but God said what I want you to do I want you to focus on a, a kingdom mindset he said now seek ye first look at your neighbors and seek first the kingdom of God let me show you something mm, mm. Having kingdom kids is more important to God than having a church full of folk that's driving the best cars, living in the best home, and having the best income. Come on. When God looks at us, he wants to see himself. When he sent Jesus into the earth, he didn't send him into the earth so that he can have the house on the hill, so they can have the most finances. He sent him into the earth so that he could be a reflection of him. He said, now that's what I want for you. I want you to reflect me. I want you to present me. Let the world know who I am and how I feel about them. And Jesus embraced that. And he said at one point, he said, when you see me, what? You see the Father. One of the problems... There's a scripture in Colossians, not, yeah, Colossians, the third chapter. First and the second verse. And I want you to see that it says, if you then be what? Risen with Christ. Now, who is he talking to? He's talking to believers. If you then be risen with Christ. Oh, I'm saved. Oh, oh my God. I went down and I can't. I'm, I'm saved. Let's go and say, say now, if you then be risen with Christ, what? Do what? Seek those things, what? Which are above. And, 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 and I, I love the way God writes his word. He said, seek those things which are what? Above. Where Christ said it where? On the right hand of the Father. And look at the second verse and said, in case you didn't understand what I say, he said, Set your affection, your desires, your ambitions. Set your affection on things above. And what? 
not on the earth. How many of us in the body of Christ, our affections are on things of the earth? And not on things above. We are controlled by what we can get for ourselves and how we can get ourselves taken care of. But now as believers, as I said earlier, you got to change the way you think. Look at your neighbors. You got to change the way we got to change the way we think. Oh. And a lot of the way we think has been based on the way we've been taught. If I teach you that God's going to bless you and that's all I teach you. If I teach you that God's going to take care of all of your needs. If I teach you that God's going to make you rich. Then what I've done, I've made the priority of God involvement in your life is you. I focus your affections on you. And much of the body of Christ now, they, they serve God for me. I don't serve God for him. I serve him for me because God's going to take care of me. God, I got a need. I want that need met. I got this going on. I want God to solve my problem. I got this going on. I want God to fix that. And I understand something here because I want to make sure we keep it inside of context now. Let's not take these out of context. Amen. Truth inside of context is what benefits you. It doesn't mean that God does not care about those things, but as believers, our primary focus should be on God. I, you must, I want to be like you, God. God, I want to be like you. The Bible says this in John, Matthew, I'm sorry, Matthew, the fifth chapter, in the 14th verse. It says what? Ye are the light of the world look at your neighbor so that's me and now say it if you're saved now if you're not saved then you're not like you're not light yet so you are light of the world mm. then it goes on down to the sixth verse because i i, I don't want to just go through all the but six go down to the 16th verse it says what let your what light so shine well before men that they may what see what see your what see your what not your new home come on not your new car not your bank account but see what your good works my good works are my character that reflects Christ Come on. Our endeavor should, I don't care where we find ourselves in life, geographically, or uh, uh, socially. I don't care where we find ourselves. Our focus should always be to shine as light. Let me share something with you. No condition you will ever find yourself in as a believer. No condition have the power in and of itself to stop your light from shining. Come on. You could be in the most deplorable situation. You could be in the most destitute situation. But even in the midst of that, you still have a light that somebody can look at you and say, My God, even though he's going through, my God, look at him. Look at her. She's still loving. She's still kind. She's still joyful. Amen. I look and I see the character of God. What is it that we're presenting to the world that's any different than what they're doing? If we react the same way they react, if we respond the same way they respond, if we go after the same thing they go after, what difference? Except if I, I go to church on Sunday mornings. Come on. And I declare that I'm saved. I speak in tongues. How about that idiot, sir? Speaking in tongues is not character. 
you realize when you're on your job, folk are not looking for tongues. They're looking for character. Let me show you something. If they could just see Shernet deal with the situation that they know is designed to break her down. Come on. And they see her response and her reaction is one of love, joy, peace. That's a message in itself to them. She don't have to go in there preaching. She don't have to go in there speaking in tongues. All she have to do is manifest the character of Christ. Come on. Let me go because I, I don't want to dwell too long there because I want to make sure that we understand the power of conforming into the image of Christ. Mm. According to Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and the 22nd and through the 24th verse, you got that in, put that up in the NIV for me, if you will. I want us to see this. So you were taught with regard to your former way of life. Now I want you to see, here's something here. This is Paul's uh, uh, word to the church in Ephesians. And Paul understood what he had been teaching to the church. He understood. Paul never taught a message that was designed to build up flesh. Paul always taught a word that was designed to change you from where you are into what you should be. Look at what it said now. And look at it. He said, now, you were taught with regards to your former way of life. Okay? How I many can remember your, remember your former way of life? <laughs> come on. I, I want you to remember that. Don't forget where you come from now. I don't want you to dwell there, but always remember where you come from. He said, now, you were taught with regards to your former way of life to what? Put off your old self. Said, the Bible says in, in, in uh, uh, um, Hebrews 12th chapter said that you are to lay aside what? Every weight. Lay aside. Put off your former way of life. Okay. But look at what it says. To put off your old self, which is what? Being corrupt by what? Deceitful desires. 23rd verse. It says, and what? Be made in the attitude, be made new. In what? The attitude of your mind. Uh, the King James Version said, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay, now I want you to see this here now. He said, put off. Your former conversation, your old way of conduct. Uh, can you remember that? I, I, I don't want to do that no more. I, I don't want, I, I, I was a, a drug addict, but I don't want to do that no more. I'm putting that off. Okay. I was a cheater, but now I don't want that, so I'm putting that off. I want you to see what I'm saying here now. When we came into Christ, uh, we put off some things. Tell me to remember some things you put off. You, I, I don't want to act like that no more. Okay. But look at what it says, and, and be made new, what? In the attitude of your mind. This is very important here. Once I put off something, I've got to take on something. I've got to change my mind. I've got to be renewed in the attitude of my mind. I've got to begin to think differently now because if I'm to put on this new man, if I'm to wear... Yeah, but the character of Christ, I got to change the attitude of my mind. Come on. I've got to change the way I think. That's why Romans the 12th chapter said, be not conformed to this world, but what? Be transformed, how? 
by the, the renewing of your mind. I'm not going to be conformed into the image of Christ until my mind is renewed. I got to think like Christ in order to live like Christ. Come on. Be renewed in the spirit or the attitude of your mind. If I'm now being taught that I'm supposed to look out for self, we got a word that have infiltrated the church. If you don't take care of yourself, then who won't take care of you? God look out for those that look out for themselves. No, Jesus told us if you come out to me, deny yourself. But we have a mentality that the gospel is designed to make me feel good. It's not designed to make you feel good. It's designed to make you look like Jesus. And he'll take care of you. He knows what you need. He told the disciples, the Father already know what you have need of even before you ask him. So don't even try to, don't even worry about those things. He know how to take care of you. He know your need before it comes. But if all I dwell on, and I want you to see, if all I dwell on is my circumstances, then I'm going to be controlled by my circumstances. The Bible says this. Proverbs, the 23rd chapter, in the 7th verse, it says what? As a man, what? Thank you. In his heart, so is what he. In other words, I am a product of what I think. I want you to see this here now. As a man thinketh in his heart. I want you to understand something. Many times in the New Covenant, in the New Testament, you will see the word heart and mind work interchangeably together as a man thinketh in his heart. Why says in his heart? My heart is a control center of everything that I am. Everything, my heart is where my emotions come forth, my desires and my will and my appetites, my imagination of birth and, and come forth out of my heart. So whatever I allow to infiltrate and control my heart, that's what is going to control my behavior. I want you to see this here, and that is not just for unbelievers, that is for also believers. Whatever, that's why the Bible says, say, guard your heart. Look at your neighbor, say, guard your heart. Guard your heart. For what out of it proceeds what? The issues of life. So that means I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make sure now that I control what comes in my heart or my mind <laughs> let me say this as I said earlier you're controlled by what you think about the most Come on. if all I think about is my circumstances and my situations and what I'm having to deal with you can believe you me you're going to be controlled you can come to church but all your mind is on what I'm going through. I sure wish the pastor, I wish he would pray for situations. So the only thing you're concerned about is your situations being changed. Come on. If all I think about are my hurts, the hurts that I've gone through. I want you to see this, y'all, because you, you got to see this. If all I think about are hurts and how folk treated me, you believe they were, you got some, some people in the body of Christ that are forfeiting their purpose in God because they're locked into how folk have treated them and what folk have done to them in their lives and they are controlled by those hurts and those memories of what folk have done to them. Come on. And if all, that's all I think about, 
then now I'm going to always have a melancholic uh, uh, mentality. And I'll even, if, you, if I'm not careful, I'll even begin to put God in the same category that I have all of these things. Really? You, you know, God, you know, I know God is a God of love, but, you know, some, some, he sort of looked over me, you know. Don't see somebody else be blessed. And you're, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, see, that's just like, yeah. Come on. We got to change the way we think. We got to change the way we think about God. We got to change the way we think about God. God is not this cosmic Santa Claus that's waiting for you to write out your list and he become now your do boy to go out and take care of those things. God has a greater purpose in your life than just taking care of your needs. We gotta change the way we think about God, y'all. God is not just someone that, 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 that an enforcer that's walking around Watching your life, and when you do something wrong, Kofi, he's going to beat you over the head. All of these are mentalities that we have embraced concerning God. But God is a God of purpose, and God never loses sight of his purpose in our lives. Your condition does not change God's focus in your life. What you've gone through does not change God's focus in your life. He said, now nah, I'm so awesome, I'm so powerful that I can take what you're going through and still work it out for my good. So God said, don't, don't, don't get carried away on what you're going. Oh, my God. Every time I look around, there's another problem. There's another situation. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, my God. Come on, saints. Where is God? Where is God? Where is God's purpose? I never heard Jesus <clears throat> walk around and said, child, child, I'm tired of these folk. I've been teaching them. They talk about me. They ridicule me. They call me Beelzebub. They call me this. And, and, and then they, when I get finished, teaching them they go to their home and I don't I don't know I, I gotta find some place to live that never became a focal point in Jesus's life but that was Jesus he said, but that was Jesus do you want to be like Jesus I want to be like Jesus but I don't want to have to go through what Jesus went through It doesn't mean that that's what you have to go through, but what I'm saying is you embrace. You know what Jesus did? I got I to gotta finish. You know what Jesus did? Let me show you. I told you how you think is what you become. Jesus, if you look in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, um, you, don't go, you don't have to go there. But Jesus said this. He said, a body thou hast prepared me. Okay? He said, and I'll go down. You have an assignment for me. Father, you have an assignment for me. And I'll go down into the earth. And I'll carry out that assignment. Okay? And when he came on the scene, what did he say? He said, now, he said, in the volume of the book, he said, in the volume from cover to cover, it is written of me to do thy will. When I, when I really search the scripture, I see what you want me to do. I see what you really called me to do, Father. I said, I see what you called me to do. It's written of me to do your will, not my will, not my agenda but to do your will. And he said, I surrender to that. Now, if you were to search the volume of this book, 
for your life as believers, come on, you'll find out what the will of God is for your lives. But let me show you what we do. <laughs> we search out the scriptures that aligns itself with what's good for this. My God shall supply all your needs. But we leave out the part according to what? His riches in glory. Come on. Come on. But God said, he'll add all of these things to me. He said, he's going to add. But you leave out the part that says, seek ye first. I want you to see what the devil has done to cause us as a body of believers to become ineffective inside of what God has ordained for our lives. Let's, let's go here. I, I'm going to go on <laughs> to this because I've got to close this message. Renewing the mind, as I said earlier, is to change the way we think and what we think. The Bible says this in Philippians, the second chapter, and the fifth verse, Philippians 2 and 5. It says, what? Let this mind, what? be in you. Now I want you to see something now because when we look in Corinthians Corinthians told us that you have the mind of Christ. Okay. As a born again believer you have the mind of Christ because I have the spirit of God on the inside of me and the spirit of God is the mind of Christ living in me. Okay. I want you to see that. But then now in Philippians the second chapter he said let this mind be in you. In, all, in other words allow this to be the mind that control you. The mentality that controls your being. If you want to be like Christ then let the mind of Christ be in you. Allow that mind to dictate to you what you do. What do I do in this situation, God? We talk about it. I shared this a couple of weeks ago. We talk about the, the, the slogan we had, WWJD, what would Jesus do? And okay, that's good. But then are we really embracing that in our lives? Are we allowing the mind of Christ? Because I'm not going to do what Jesus do if I don't have the mind that Jesus had. Look at what it said. He said, let this mind be in you, which was what? Also in Christ Jesus. If I want to be like Jesus, I got to think like Jesus. And the Bible said, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be what? Equal with God. Take on that mind. Take on that mind. The next verse says what? And who made of himself of what? No reputation. You mean that's what we as believers have got to embrace? Oh, but I'm, I'm concerned about what folk going to think about me if I, if I don't go along with this. If I don't go along with that, they're going to think a certain way about me. Our image a lot of times can interfere with the will and the purpose of God in our life. But the Bible said Jesus made of himself with no reputation. God, if this is what you want me to do, I'm not going to worry about what folk are saying or what they're going to think about me. This is what I go do. They talked about him. They called him a bears above. They called him all kinds of things. It didn't stop him. He wasn't trying to build a name for himself. He was just doing the will of God. But the next part of that verse is what? And he what? Took on the form of a servant. A servant is one that positions themselves to take care of others as opposed to being taken care of. Mm, can we do that? How many want to be like Jesus? You're the online. How many want to be like Jesus? Put it in the chat box if you want to say that. Me? 
I'm going to close with this. Renewing the mind is when I align my mind or my thinking or my heart with the truth of God's word. You can turn that down just a little. Renewing the mind for a believer is when I align my mind or my thinking or my heart to the truth of God's word. See, I can renew my mind with anything. Come on. I can, I can reprogram my mind with anything I want. But renewing my mind for a believer is when I align my thinking. I align my mind and my heart to the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. I'm trying to, okay, let me just go there. Our mind and our heart is a battleground, okay? That's where war is being raged by Satan. The devil realizes if he can control your mind, if you can control what's going on in your heart, he don't worry about your behavior. Come on. That's the battleground. That's where the war is being raged. In our lives. How many of you find yourself at times as a believer find yourself thinking a certain way that's driving you off. You have to say, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, I can't think that way. I, I, no, no, I can't. Let me show you something. If I allow my mind to just float with whatever's going on or whatever the devil won't, I could be in the church a born-again believer but acting as if I've never known Christ mean as a rattlesnake holding forgiveness in my heart holding malice in my heart filled up with selfishness come on that's what the devil wants he wants those mentalities to control you because as long as I'm being controlled by those mentalities, I'll, oh yeah, you, you need me to go to the nursing home. Okay, I'll go. I'll go to the nursing home. But that's only a duty. That's not my heart. That's only a duty. God said, I want, the heart, I want your heart to embrace my truth. I want your heart and your mind to align itself with what my word says. There are three words that I want to give you. And I'm going to close. In order to renew the mind, I call it a three-R principle. Recognize Replace and reinforce. Okay. What do you mean, Bishop? In order to renew my mind, I've got to first recognize or identify the error that's going on in my mind. I've got to realize that that's not the way I should think. Come on. I've got to recognize that. You see, you will never change what you have not recognized or identified. Come on. 
I recognize it by reading the word of God. And the word of God shows me that's not the way you should be thinking. That's not the way you should. Okay. After I recognize, then I've got to replace that way of thinking with something else. Just because I recognize the error of my thoughts or my ways does not automatically mean they're going to change. I've got to change. I've got to replace that. I've got to replace it. You can go to church and you can hear a word. Oh, yes, that was me. That, that was me. Oh, my God. Oh, he stepped all over my toe today. Oh, my God. Yes, that was me. But if you don't replace that with the truth of God's word, you're going to still act out the same. Replace it. I've been hurting. That's what I've been thinking on. Replace that thought process with the Word of God. If I don't replace it, I'm going to keep on thinking because the devil going to keep reminding you of those things. But if I replace it now with the word, then now it's going to begin to challenge. That's why David said, he said, Thy word have I done what? Hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And the final word is reinforce. What do you mean, Bishop? Reinforce. The devil does not hit one's and leave you. Jesus said this. After the, Jesus, the word of God said this. After the devil tempted Jesus. And the devil left. But the Bible said he left only for a season. Okay. Just because you applied the word of God in your life. In this circumstance does not mean. That the devil throws up his hands and said, Sir, they got away. Joyce, Joyce is, I can't do nothing with her. No. He's going to go back and revamp and come back again. But when he comes back, reinforce. In fact, don't wait till he come back. While he's gone, reinforce that truth in your heart. Reinforce that thing by studying the word of God. The Bible said meditate on the word of God. When I'm meditating, I'm reinforcing that in my heart and in my mind. Because I know the devil is coming. And if he comes, all I want him to encounter is the word of God. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things are lovely, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. You can control how you think and what you think about. Renew your mind. Change it. Let it align itself with the word of God. Then now my conduct and my behavior will line up with the word of God. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. We sing the song to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus, how I long to be like him. So meek and lowly, so humble and holy. How I what long to be like him. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that, God, you've reminded us of how you feel about us. 
you birthed us into the kingdom so that we could be just like Jesus. That's your primary focus for our lives. All of the things that's going on in our lives, Lord, situations, circumstances, all of those things in our lives, Father, you know how to take care of. It's your desire that we reflect you regardless of what circumstances we are facing, what situations we are facing. You said we are to set our affections and our desires mm, on you. I ask you right now, Lord, by Jesus Christ, that you would help us. Lord, you said you're able to help us. I ask you right now that you would help us to realign our thinking. So many things, God, that we have embraced over the years and become comfortable in our walk with you, God. But I pray, God, right now, God, that you would give us a word that would challenge those mindsets and those mentalities that causes us not to align with your will and your purpose. Yes, mm. You want us to be light regardless of the situation. You want us to be just like Jesus. I pray right now, God, that you will strengthen every one of us with might by your spirit. In our inner man. So that, Lord, we can continue to grow into the image of Jesus Christ. For which purpose you birthed us for. Have your way in our lives. Somebody out there, just lift your hands and say, Lord, have your way in my life. Come on. Somebody lift your hand and say, Holy Spirit, have your way in me. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. It's not about me. But it's about the will of God. I trust God to take care of me. I just want to avail myself so that God can get glory out of my life. Those of you that are online, today I want to challenge you to embrace this truth. So that we could indeed be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Conformity starts with transforming. Let some things go. Let some way of thinking go. And reprogram. Renew your mind. According to the things of God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.